Steve and Justin use YCharts for their winning investment research. So start your free trial now. And if you purchase, mention InvestTalk and get a generous discount at YCharts.com. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and thank you for joining me today on Invest Talk. It is Wednesday, January 9th, 2019. And, you know, I'm, well, I'm, I'm glad that we're having at least a decent start of the year because we had the worst December in history for the stock market. But the start of the year is decent. Now, do you think volatility is over? Remember, we had extreme volatility uh, last month. But do you think it's over? It is not. You know, and I know market volatility, the moves up and down could be very, it can produce a lot of anxiety. But... They're just normal. I know you don't feel it's normal because we've had such a long period of time where the volatility was very, very calm. We didn't have much volatility for years. Now we're getting more volatility, which is kind of a reversion back to norm, not necessarily something new. It may be new to you. I'm Steve Peaslin, and I thank you for joining me today. Our daily objective here is to make you a better investor. We want you to become above average. We want you to achieve your goals, whatever they might be. But you have to do it using common sense, diligence, and patience. So, we're, And to help you with that, I'll provide the best unbiased uh, insight and opinion I can. So that's what the show is about, giving you help, helping you answer your, te- your technical and fundamental questions about stocks, the market, your 401k, anything financial, insurance, you name it, we'll talk about it. 888-99-CHART is our anytime listener line number, 888-99-CHART, and you can call that right now. We're live 4 to 5 Pacific time, Monday through Friday, so that means we're live right now. So the Dow opened with triple-digit gains. It ended up with double-digit gains for today, but what is that, four or five days in a row? Pretty pretty impressive V-bottom it's made. V-bottom means it fell sharply, and now it's starting to recover sharply. Don't get too excited yet. Do not. Please do not. But Apple reported a cut in the first quarter production of iPhones by 10%. We kind of knew that already, right? We kind of knew that because the Apple you know, stock fell sharply oh, a week or so ago, about 10%. So uh, we know that, and it's already started to recover that 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 fall. The problem you have here is the cycle, the the new phone cycle. We're probably, the next upgrade for smartphone, Apple smartphone, is probably two years away. And that's because there will be the arrival of 5G. But, you know, uh, uh, as I think about it, there's no, there has to be a bigger catalyst for that. And and as I said yesterday, it's got to be artificial intelligence added into the phone. So I think that's where, where it has to happen. Um, uh, let's see. Also, what else came out today? Okay, you know, uh, we could talk about uh, uh, the. Uh, you remember um, the CEO Apple Cook? He's got. He's getting a raise to uh, what? Eleven, fifteen million, fifteen million a year. Yeah, Tim Cook, fifteen million a year. You know, uh, two thousand eleven, he made nine hundred thousand that year. Is he worth it? 
Look at the valuation since he took over. Maybe it is. Constellation Brands dropped over 8% today. A disappointing outlook for 2019. That's because of global alcohol consumption. Constellation Brands has a lot of wines and beers and things. Is falling. And if, for those who want to get into the marijuana stocks, now remember, Constellation Brands just fell 8%. But Constellation Brands uh, is a huge company, third largest beer company. It closed a $4 billion investment deal in a Canadian marijuana company called Canopy, Canopy, Canopy Growth. Okay, so they're getting into the marijuana business. Maybe to offset some of those people not drinking as much beer and wine. thought that was interesting. So, you know, there's different ways if you want to play the marijuana business. Uh, there's different ways than just uh, buying those tiny can, uh, marijuana stocks that half of them or three-quarters of them are going to go out of business. And did you notice that the U.S. Treasury had its weakest demand for the debt? You know, they auction off debt every week, month, quarterly, bi-weekly, whatever it is. And they recently, the recent uh, sale of debt didn't go very good. Is that a warning? Is that a troubling sign? Well, it could be. And one more thing. I want to remind you that I'll be returning to San Jose January 23rd and space is limited. If you want to meet with me, you can register now. Meet with me on a one-on-one you know, discussion on your finances. I'd be happy to do that. Uh, to do that, go to investtalk.com. Investtalk.com. Send me an email. Say you want to have a meeting. I'd be happy to we'll contact you and set up an appointment. Now, as you can tell, there's lots of market news always going on. I try to bring it out every day that I think might be interesting. Let's go ahead and go uh, get a question. The number is 888-99-CHART. Here's Denise in Kansas. How you doing, Denise? Good. How are you, Steve? I'm good. Thank you for the call. Hey, um, last week when I talked to you, you said uh, this might be a good time to buy some um, healthcare rates. Um, the one yes. um, I've been looking at is um, Sabra Healthcare Rate, ticker symbol S-B-R-A. Okay. Yes. Uh, do you think do you want me to, it's a good want me? time to buy around? I think it's a good time. I mean, it, it's at $18.33. It's gone up from $16 in one, two, three, four, five days. From $16 to $18. And that $16 was a, it looked like a good support. So, yeah, broke above the 20-day moving average uh, yesterday, day before yesterday. Uh, to read that owns 494 healthcare-related properties in 38 states. They're gonna their earnings are gonna be two dollars and thirty cents, only up two percent this week. And next this year, next year they're gonna be down to two oh five. So that's still a nine PE though. I mean, that's pretty cheap. Sales are still growing, and the the re, you know at at that earnings you know we're getting you're gonna get about eight or nine percent. Yield, dividend yield. Because remember, a REIT has to pay 90% of its earnings out in... Uh, in uh, So, yeah, I like it, uh, Danish. SBRA, okay. I, do, I do like it. I think... It, I think... I think the... I think... One of the reasons why I think REITs are going to work, Danish, is because I think the Fed is not going to raise rates like uh, 
they have suggested they might raise rates. I don't think they are. I think the reality is they're you know the, the things are slowing down, and I don't. If they don't raise rates anymore, REITs would probably look pretty good. Denise, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. 888-99-CHART, everybody. If any of the information discussed on today's program rises further questions in your mind with regard to how the market news may affect your portfolio, I encourage you to reach out. You reach out to Justin or myself at KPP Financial. We'll talk about it. Call our Dana Point California office or send us a message through investtalk.com. And you can send me an email through investment, investtalk.com, investtalk.com. Or anytime this online never closes. And at the moment, I'm taking your questions live, 888-99-CHART. Steve and Justin are always grateful when you make InvestTalk a part of your daily routine. And their unbiased guidance can be an invaluable aid to your efforts at building a strong portfolio. The phone lines are open. Steve is here and he's ready for your questions. 888-99-CHART. Okay, so what are we going to discuss? With if You you are the driver of the show, so if you call, you'll drive the questions. But in between, I'd like to throw out what I think is interesting. We're going to talk about how Amazon became the world's most valuable public company. Remember, it was Apple one time, then it was Microsoft, then Amazon. So now it's Amazon right today as we speak. But there's, uh, Microsoft is right behind it. Don't think it isn't. We'll talk about that today. The market made a V bottom. Why won't that last? Should it last? Is it going to last? No one really knows, right? You can't, you don't have a crystal ball. I don't think it's going to last. And I'm going to tell you why. Uh, stocks look pretty attractive. So I want to talk about that as well. They look attractive on a valuation basis. And I'm going to go over some of the numbers, why that is so. So that is positive for the market. There's negatives, and I'm going to bring out the negatives as well. But I also I don't want to be you know too negative. I think we have we might. I think the year is going to be a tough year, but I don't think it's going to be a bad year. And why do you need to invest in a Roth now? Roth IRA, 401k. Why that would probably be a better idea to increase your Roth uh, participation over your regular IRA participation. So those are the things we're going to talk about, but I want to talk about what's on your mind first. The market was up. Dow was up 91, the Nasdaq up 60, the S&P up 11. And you know from listening to this show, when a market goes up or down too many days in a row significantly, there's always going to be a reversal. So at some point, we're going to have a reversal. So that's why I don't want you to get too excited yet. I would love to see the market retest the lows and bounce up again. That would give me a lot more comfort. We'll see if it does that. Don't get too excited yet, though. Okay, let's get to another caller who took the time to leave a question on our anytime listener line number, 888-99-CHART. Good morning, Steve and Justin. This is Brent from Central Florida. I'm just calling with a broad question. That is, uh, this last year, your recommendations on Roth IRAs proved beneficial, tax-deferred. Uh, I'm calling in regards to the Roth as well as an HSA health savings account and how to uh, put the investments into each. 50 years of age, just uh, trying to consider years moving forward what the best allocations are. Appreciate your time. Appreciate the show very much. Well, if you're younger, 
and I didn't catch how old he is. Did, did you guys hear how old he was? I didn't hear that. Uh, but when you're younger, uh, what do you say? Okay. Well, when you're younger, I think the HSA is not nearly as important as your IRAs or your Roth IRA. And I'm leaning on Roth IRAs now versus a regular IRA. And why do I say when you're younger to lean away from the HSA? Because when you're younger, you usually don't have much less illnesses. You're usually pretty healthy. HSAs come in pretty handy as you get older and you develop more problems. That's the only reason why I'm saying that. Now, why am I also leaning on the Roth versus the regular IRA, which is one of my talking points today? That's because the tax cut that, that we had two years ago now, the Trump tax cut, you know, do you realize that's temporary? That that runs out in 2026? So when that runs out in 2026, the tax rates go back up. So if you're going, remember the difference between a regular IRA and a Roth IRA. A Roth IRA is taxed at the money you put into a Roth. That's taxed as ordinary income. You know, you know, you pay tax on that money. Where a regular IRA, you don't pay taxes on that money because you get to deduct that from this year. But, but it's that big but. So Roth grows tax-free forever. And a regular IRA does not grow tax-free. It, you are going to be taxed at ordinary income rates in retirement when you start taking that money out. And tax rates are going to go up in 2026. And do you think tax rates are going to go down in the future with the national debt we're producing? You think you really honestly think tax rates are going to go down? It's hard for me to believe that. You know, it's just hard to believe. At some point, uh, there'll, there'll be an administration want to increase the taxes to help with the debt at some, some point. That means the tax rates are going to be higher. So it's smarter to push the Roth at least until 2026. Because, of, of course, I don't, you know, maybe they'll extend the tax, you know, the, the uh, tax reduction after, two, you know, when 2026 approaches. But right now, it doesn't. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. I invite you to check out our new online training experience. We call it Invest Talk Academy. Justin and I are, are, are pretty we're pretty dedicated to this. Invest Talk Academy. It's a learning tool. It's a classroom. And I'm putting it on tomorrow at 9 o'clock. The subject tomorrow is going to be uh, on uh, economic analysis and, and economic cycles. Go to investtalkacademy.com. 888-99 charge our number. This is Invest Talk, the KPP premium newsletter distributed to each subscriber's inbox on Fridays, provides a summary of the market week that was, offers a look ahead, and even points out notable stock ideas. You can subscribe anytime at investtalk.com. Have you got a question for Steve? He's here, and the lines are open. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. I'd love to talk to you. Give me a call. Ask any financial questions you like. So our main talking point today is how Amazon became the world's most valuable public company. Why? What's so great about Amazon? I mean, Amazon, you know, is only about, what, 25 years old? I mean, it's a 24-year-old company. 24 years, and it's the world's largest company. At about $811 billion in market cap, 
Microsoft is about 800. What is Apple? Those are the three big ones. Uh, let's see what Apple is. Apple is at $727 billion. So it's huge. Amazon is huge. Why it makes it so good? Because one of the main reasons why it's so attractive to a lot of people is it has, I'm talking about people in the know, by the way, not just everybody. You know, I know that you out there know Amazon about, you know, buying things and having it delivered and all that stuff. But there's other drivers that are much more interesting, one being the cloud. Now, Microsoft's cloud business is growing faster than Amazon, and, and it's all called Amazon Web Services. But, you know, it's a different business model, a different income stream. But besides that, they also have that you know their super e-commerce dominance that no one really is touching, which someday could prevent pro, pro, cause problems for them, because you can't be too big and be a monopoly, you know, and not in the United States. But then again, you got other drivers of growth. How about their healthcare business? Have you even heard about their healthcare business? Well, you should have. Amazon, you know, they bought. Uh, a drug company. I forgot the name of it. Top of my head. Boy, you can tell you're getting old when you start forgetting about those little things. But they bought a drug company, and you know that's going to be something big. How about their Alexa? You know their Alexa system. They're you know they don't make they did not make money by ads before, but now they're going to. They have started to. You know artificial intelligence. You know Amazon's in a big way going in that direction. Haha, it's called PillPack. PillPack, they bought it for a billion dollars. Okay, that's the, the health, the pharmacy that they bought. And they're also getting into banking. Uh, you know, so these are other drivers of growth for Amazon. And then you have, uh, you know, Jeff Bezos and his leadership team, which are really loyal and strong. That's always, always good for any kind of company. The management is key. And they've driven this company up and up and expanded their businesses. I mean, it's very, they're very good at it. Okay, you got to give them the credit. Okay, and Amazon has much less drama surrounding. Think about Facebook's drama. Okay, Amazon really hasn't had any of that big drama. You know, whether it be, you know, someone hacking them or... They're doing things that, you know, against the public good or perceived public good, whatever you want to call it. A lot less drama as a business. And that's always good. Anyways, that's what Amazon's doing. I think it's a pretty strong company. Uh, I would like to get into it. I just have trouble spending the, the, the spending the amount of money on a, on a basis, a PE basis. It did get it a little bit attractive. It didn't come down a bit. But when you look at it, you go, well, wow, man, it's hard for me to pay 100 PE. <laughs> you know, I mean, even looking forward, the PE is pretty, pretty hefty. Difficult for me. Um, we have time to fit in another question from our 24-hour listen line. This came in early on our at 888-99-CHART. Hi. I'm interested in a company called Lamb Research. I want to know if you think it would be a good long-term investment what a good buy point would be and if you think the semiconductor industry is going to do a turnaround next year. I know you're worried about a 
possible recession, but even so, most of the basis of the big tech technology has to do with DRAM and uh, memory, and LAM is at the bottom of the food chain on that. They supply everybody else and do their, uh, assist their technology and their production system. All right, I'll wait to see your prognosis on the podcast. Thanks. Bye. Okay. Uh, LAM Research Corporation, the symbol is LRCX. Manufactures etch and cleaning systems used in wafer fabrication equipment for the semiconductor industry. So, yes, they are at the bottom of the food chain. Uh, they've already been beat up. They were at $225 and went down to $125 uh, uh, at the end of December, and here they are at $144. So, they made a pretty decent bounce. Uh, and I think they're up 5% today. And I think a lot of those big tech companies like this one have been beaten up enough. I don't think we're going to go into recession this year. Chances are much better next year, but it is possible we can avoid the recession. It's just not probable. But I do think it's, you know, we're looking at a company that's very inexpensive with an APE. So it's going to make $6.64 next year, a $144 company. That's still about an APE. That's pretty reasonable. I, if you're patient, it should do well. Tomorrow on Talk, demand for U.S. Treasuries is the, is the weakest since 2008. Now, is that a definitive bond market warning? That's going to be tomorrow, everybody. But now, I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm ready to take your questions. 888-99-CHART. This is Talk, made possible by KPP Financial, where every investor has an opportunity to determine their risk tolerance by using a free online tool at investtalk.com. It's called Riskalyze. Riskalyze offers valuable technology that will pinpoint with unmatched accuracy a client's acceptable level of risk. So know this, your first step to greater financial success is taking a short, Riskalyze Risk Questionnaire. Steve and Justin can use the results to ensure that the risk in your portfolio becomes aligned with your investment goals and expectations. In other words, your particular financial situation. So why wait? You can get started controlling your investment destiny right now at no cost. Go to the Invest Talk menu link at investtalk.com, scroll down and click on Risk Questionnaire. Listening to Invest Talk. Are you doing everything possible to make sure your investments are performing as well as they should be? You can find investment strategies and unbiased guidance anytime at investtalk.com. The phone lines are open, Steve is here, and he's ready for your questions. 888 99Chart. Hi, this is Osman. Uh, I'm a podcast listener. Uh, I thank you for your program. It's very helpful. I have a question for Steve. What are you looking at when someone asks you about uh, stocks? Usually you are able to do to tell them right away about uh, a lot of information about that stock, like the PE, the debt, uh, the, who is buying it, the institution, uh, the, what the PE for next year, what they will make. So what exactly, what side you are looking at or what, where are you getting this information from? Because it's, it's really impressive how 
how much you can say, how much you know about this, you are able to tell about God right away. Thank you. Thank you very much again. Well, I wish I could take credit, but I can't. I'm, I, I buy software that produces this money. Two pieces of software that we use quite often is a company, a software called MarketSmith and a software called YCharts. And the YCharts, we build, we build a, uh, a spreadsheet that has all the information I talked to you about, okay? Because YChart provides the data and it provides it in various forms and you can customize it, which we do. Uh, and Marcusmith provides, has a, a, a page in which it has a lot of the information I'm giving you. And you just, we, we buy this data. So I, I'm just looking at the data as quickly as I possibly can on the three screens in front of me. As you call in, or in my, you know, I'm I'm fed the stock symbol. I can punch them in and look at it quickly and come up with all these numbers. So it's software. That's all. It's it's. I wish I I don't have all this in my brain. I have to look it up. But software is very very good. Now all the information I provide you in this software is out there for free. But it's not out there for free in a very easily, simple, quick way. Whereas if you buy the software, the data, you can make it much easier as a research and and build it any way you want to. Always look at the same data for the same, for the various stocks, always the same way. You look at the data the same way for all the various stocks. And that's what we do. So the market V bottom so far, we put in a V bottom, meaning straight down from December, and now it's bounced up so far in January. That is not a normal thing. It can happen. It's happened before, um, but it generally won't last. And I don't want everybody to get too excited that, okay, the market, we're all in clear, because we're not in the clear. It's a good oversold bounce. And the reason why it's been doing this V action is, number one, we're getting positive comments out of the Chinese-U.S. negotiations on trade. At least we're positive so far. And we're getting a, a, a federal Chairman Powell who seems to be, be more, being more dovish in his comments about raising interest rates. Because last month, when the market was falling, he was pretty hawkish. He's going to raise rates two more times in 2019. Well, now that's not, that looks like it. He's being softer about that. So, those are the two things that, you know, are, are overhanging the market that was directly responsible for a lot of damage in the market in 2018, later part of 2018. However, don't get too excited because the earnings part going forward is going to slow. We're not going to have the great earnings we had in 2018. We're not going to have that in 2019. doesn't mean we're not going to have earnings, but it's going to slow. And that's what you got to think about. You know, the, what's the background of the stocks? What, how, how is the world economy? The world economy is slowing down. The the uh, IMF said reduce their growth projections, but mind you, we still have growth, but not as strong. Economic growth is what I'm talking about globally. Okay? Anyways, I just wanted to make sure we're all clear on that. I I think it's great. I think we may have hit up the bottom. and the, 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 We may retest the bottom, and that'll be okay, but we'll see. Herbert San Francisco, you dropped off. Um, 
investing in professional sports teams, uh, unless you're going to buy the whole, uh, unless you're going to buy the whole team, uh, no, I don't think that's a very wise investment. Think about the cost. Think about the unions and the strikes and uh, how they make money and you know uh, the audience. Think of, I think uh, let's say let's look at football with. Uh, with the, the downturn in viewership because of, uh, you know, Kabernicki, or that his name, that took a knee on the national anthem. That, look what damage that did. You have no control. They don't have any control. Most, most professional teams don't make money. They don't. They don't make money. They lose money, most of them. So I don't think it's a very good investment. Not, there's a lot better investments out there. So I would probably stay away from sports teams as an investment. Unless you're going to buy the whole team and you don't mind uh, having losing money every year because the value of the team goes up. The value of that franchise goes up over time. This is Invest Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley. And, of course, you know we stream live and broadcast live on investtalk.com on our streaming and KDOW out of San Francisco and our radio show. And we're live 4 o'clock Monday through Friday, 4 to 5 hour, Monday through Friday, every day and of course we're available 24 hours a day seven days a week via archive podcast at investtalk.com so if you want to download or listen to it whenever you feel like it and i hope you'll tell your friends and family members about the show i think it, it's educational i want to help everybody i can and it also helps me of course and i do appreciate your assistance in that fashion so if you just begin the podcast you can go to investtalk.com investtalk.com two t's in there no spaces investtalk.com and now the lines are open we are taking your financial or investing questions live 888-99 chart this is invest talk and steve peasley is returning to san jose to meet with invest talk listeners that understand the value of receiving a free portfolio review from steve Mark your calendar, Wednesday, January 23rd. If you live anywhere in Northern California, you should reserve your space for a no-cost portfolio review consultation. Steve will analyze your portfolio's strengths and weaknesses so that you can start 2019 with a much better chance of building a comfortable financial future. Register now at investtalk.com. Okay. You've got finance and investment questions. Steve is here, and you can get his unbiased answers. Call now, 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve or Justin. This is Kevin from Seattle. I had a question in regards to PG&E, ticker PCG. They're down quite a bit today from talks of bankruptcy, it sounds like. My question is regarding book value. If they do go bankrupt, how does that work for shareholders as far as their book value goes? It looks like their price to book value is less than one. So does that mean that being their book value is obviously greater than their price so that we might be better off just writing it through into bankruptcy? Or how does that work? Anyway, thanks for your answer. I'll listen on the podcast. Thanks. Okay, conceptually, you got it correct. If the book value is below one, and in this case, it's a half. That means if they liquidated the company today, that 
the company is worth more liquidated. The stock of that $17 a share really is is that it's worth $35 a share because if you liquidated everything and sold it, that's what it is. But try to remember, that's the number they're carrying on their books. You know, the value of their assets. Well, think about, well, what are the liabilities that they haven't considered? What are the liabilities? And the liabilities are those fires. Okay, the, the liabilities could far exceed the value of the assets, more than $35 a share. So if they did liquidate, they still have the liabilities. You can't just ignore them. You know, the bankruptcy court is going to consider them and say, wait a minute, wait a minute, don't pay the shareholders anything until we you paid off all your debts, your liabilities. And those, that's where you're coming into trouble. That's why they wouldn't file. They would file bankruptcy. They know that the liabilities could far exceed the value of their company. So that's you know you're not going to get anywhere. You're not going to make any money by doing that. Don't think that that's going to make you. Oh, I'll make more because it's selling below book. And if they liquidate, I'll get more than the price of a share is today. Nope, nope, not true. Not in this case. Normally that would be true because the liabilities are. Oh, remember, they carry on the on the books, but PG&E don't know what the liabilities are. Yeah, we don't know. I, I, I'd stay away from that. Okay, this is Invest Talk, everybody. Love to talk to you. What else? What's on your mind? How about we talk about, we talked about the V bottom. We talked about Amazon's value. How about the stocks look cheap? Do they look cheap? Is there a good value? Well, let's look at some of the numbers. I think they look attractive. The overall P.E. of the, of the stock market, the S&P 500, is 15. And right today, that's the average over the years, 15. And that's where they are today, 15, after December's bloodbath. Now, could they get lower? Could they go lower with a, a P.E. much lower? Yes, you can, I've seen much lower P.E.s over my lifetime. But not in recent history, but way back when. And you also have to look at the various sector PEs. You can't just look at the overall market. You start there, but that's not where you finish. But there's other ways to look at it. How about the CAP PE, C-A-P-E? The the adjusted, the 10-year adjusted PE. They look back 10 years at earnings and then divide the price into those 10-year average earnings for the S&P 500, and they come up with a cap P.E. ratio, which is 27, by the way. Not 15, 27. So now, is, is that expensive? Is that really high? Well, the mean is 26, and the median is 26 over a long periods of time. So it's not cheap, but it's not out of line. Okay, also we had earnings growth in 2018 of about over 20%, almost 30, 27%, I think it was for the S&P 500. We're not going to see that in 2019. That was very unusual. But you are going to see some earnings growth. It's not like we're going to shrink. It's not. If earnings are going to grow. So if the stock prices remain the same and earnings grow, the P.E. ratio is going to go down. So fundamentally, the stock market, I'm going to say, is not overvalued. It's not cheap, but it's not unreasonable either. So I think what we're going to see is just more volatility in 2019, and you're going to have some opportunities to pick up some good bargains. That's what I think. 
and I do think overall the market's not going to be so good by the end of the year. We're going to look back and say, eh. But I don't think it's going to be as as rough as we saw in 2018 because we had some, think about those FANG stocks that did very well and then just got crushed, okay? So, you know, it's going to be a little more difficult. Let's go to Will in San Diego. How you doing, Will? Oh, pretty good, Steve. Um, I was looking at a real estate investment trust, and the numbers look good to me, but I wanted to get your take on it. This ticker symbol is A-P-L-E. Okay, this is in, yeah, the real estate trust, this is in the uh, healthcare sector, isn't it? Yeah, or is it in the hotels? I think it's hotels. Uh, okay, yeah, it's hotel, hospitality read. Uh, it's a read, everybody. Real Estate Investment Trust owns uh, 239 upscale select service extended stay and full service hotels operating in 34 states. And I don't know if you heard me earlier on the show, Will, but I said that I think REITs are actually going to be ter- doing much better in 2019 than they did in 2018. Because right. I think the Fed is not going to raise rates like they did last year. And that's going to help REITs. You know, the interest rates rising is a big headwind for REITs. This one is right. making money, making decent, you know, good money. Uh, it's not the earnings are going to be kind of stagnant. The growth rate is only about two or three percent in sales growth rate. Earnings are going to be a dollar seventy after being a dollar seventy four, but from a from a dividend point of view, at fifteen dollars and thirty four cents a stock, you're going to make seven seven percent or so on your yield. So that's <coughs> excuse me, and I think. Uh, it's on the cheaper side. The five-year range of the PE is 8 to 13, and right now it's at 9 after being moving up from $13.75 to 15. It's still only 9. So, yeah, I, I, think this is a, I think this is a pretty decent read. Oh, okay. okay well. That's uh, what I wanted to hear. Okay. Thanks for the call. It's a mid-cap read, $3.5 billion size, so it's not tiny. Don't expect it to go up in a straight line. That won't happen. But I think it's bottomed right. at around 1375. It hit a bottom. Appreciate it, Will. Thank you Great. for the call. Thank you. Okay. 88- Thank you. 888-99-CHARTERS are number 888-992-4278. Love to talk to you. Um, the market has been just moving straight up for a week or two. And that tells me that we ha- we're, we're due for a time for it to give back some of that gains. And that might be, might get, we might get a test of the bottoms. Or, or I think that will be a, a better opportunity to buy if we get it. If it goes up straight up in a V bottom, that's unusual, but it could do that. And then, of course, now I missed part of the opportunity here. This is Invest Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley. Today's program will be ending soon. We've got about 10 minutes left. Remember, please, we keep our Anytime Listener line open around the clock, always. So you can call now, live, while we're live, or later, and leave your investment questions. At the moment, I am taking your calls live at 888-99-CHART. On the next Invest Talk, demand for U.S. Treasuries is the weakest since 2008. Is this a definitive bond market warning? That story tomorrow. But now, Steve is here, ready with answers, but you have to call with questions. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Jay in Fremont. How you doing, Jay? You want to talk about BT Group? 
Yeah, hi, Steve. Yeah, yeah, Steve. I wanted to know if BT is a good buy at this price. Thank you. Okay, uh, BT Group, uh, everybody, British provider of local exchange wireless brand band, brand, broadband internet and TV network. Uh, um, they're gonna make ninety-seven cents, down seventy-four percent from two thousand eighteen. So ninety-seven cents for a fourteen dollar ninety-three cents stock does it does not make it cheap, even though it looks like it's cheap. It's not based because that PE at four is looking at 2018 earnings worth of $3.78. And it's going to go down to 97 cents. So you're looking at a stock that's about 15 PE, not, you know, not, uh, not four. So uh, I would be very hesitant about buying this stock at this price. I would. Thanks, Jay. Appreciate the call. That was a BT, symbol BT. Jack and Fremont. How you doing, Jack? I am good. How about you? I'm good. Thank you for the call. Yeah. So, which sector is good to invest in 2019? And shall you pick on the under the sector? Shall you tell me a couple of thoughts? Uh, no, I can't do that, uh, Jack. Uh, I can talk about sectors, but I can't tell you to buy this stock or that stock. I can only answer questions about stocks. The SEC has rules about that, SEC. And plus, I have clients so that I save those stock ideas for. But we were talking about that in the office, Justin, Jason, myself, and and, and Dina, about that tomorrow. What sectors will be looking good for going forward? And we came up with three or four different sectors we'd like. And I'll give you one. I like I like precious metal this year. So I think the dollar is going to fall. I think the dollar is topped. May not crush, may not go down steeply, but I think the dollar is topped. And therefore, what happens? If dollar goes down, um, if the dollar goes down in value, what sectors does that help? Well, it helps precious metal. And the dollar took it on the chin today. It went down hard today. And I, if you mentioned, you know, I mentioned earlier in the program, the government had trouble selling off some of the bonds, treasuries. That's not good for the dollar. Also, if the Fed doesn't raise rates anymore, that will soften the dollar. So I think the precious metal industry might, might, uh, might finally have a pretty good year. Now, let's go to another Jay in San Jose. How you doing, Jay? Hi, Jay. Uh, hi, uh, Steve. Uh, this is Jay. I uh, just wanted to get com get your comment on QCOM. Uh, they are rolling out 5G next year. And yep, just, they are. Uh, is it a good stock to buy? Uh, it is a good stock to buy. Um, this is Qualcomm, everybody. QCOM. Design CDMA and uh, OFDMA-based ICS system software used in wireless handsets. Uh, they are a very big company at $68 billion. They kind of invented this, the, the technology that many phone service providers use and phone companies use, and they get a little piece of a lot of different kinds of, from everybody, a lot of everybody's anyways. Uh, they're going to make $4.39 next year. It's a $56 stock. They made $3.82 this year. They made $3.69 last year. year before, they made $4.28. So, you know, it's not a straight line up value. They do pay a 4.4% dividend. Return equity is very high. The stock price is not unreasonable at about a 15 PE. And that's kind of the mid-range of where they usually trade. So it's not a great bargain here. 
but it's a good yeah, solid that's company it's, and, it's not going up and up uh, in last four years it has been like steady there yeah. overall in that range. yeah yeah so at this point you used to buy qualcomm for the growth but now you buy it for that dividend 4.4 percent because you're not going to get a thing, huge yeah. yeah you're not going to get a huge growth out of it it may go back up to the low 70s that's possible and that'd be great but it was at 76 you know in september but it also was at 45 in May. <laughs> you know, so there's your range, and you're right about in the middle of that range right now. So I, I'd probably wait for a better bargain, Jay, but it's a great company. It really is. Thanks for the call. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investop program, everybody. And I thank you very much for all your loyal support and all your questions. I want you to have a great evening. I'll be back tomorrow. Good night, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.